like to say we appreciate being here tonight and uh, appreciate the ones who come to sing. Really thankful for them. Terry called us. Kind of knew when I first got that first phone call, you know, as it went out for Linda and that we want to especially send some prayers out for Linda, you know, and I talk, or messaged with Terry a little bit today and said she's feeling a little better, but let's keep praying for her. And uh, But I knew when that call went out, I felt it, and I was like, oh man, here we go again. But, you know, I, we're, we're glad that the Lord blessed us to do a job, and if we're able to do it, we always like to try to do it right. And, uh, you know, tonight, thinking of, uh, in Matthew 7, at the end of it, it said, and this is after he got talking, and we might read some more later on in this chapter later on, but uh, at the end of the chapter, it said, and it came to pass, when Jesus has in, ended these sayings, that people were astonished at his doctrine. I want you to listen to that. It said that they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. And, you know, when you read back in the, the Bible, you see how the scribes, you know, they kind of wanted to be looked at. And uh, Jesus came along, and he didn't expect nobody to look at him. But, you know, the Bible sat here and said, you know, that he taught them as one having authority. And there's a spot in the Bible where it said, never a man spake like this man. And um, when I got saved, you know, kind of broke my world down a little bit. And, you know, I, there was something different that night when I got saved, when he spoke to me. And, you know, and I'm thankful that I accepted what he had for me. And, you know, the, the best thing that, and it, as people say it all the time, but the best thing, honestly, that's ever happened in my life was getting saved. And next to that, some of the best times that I've ever had is living for him and seeing some of my friends get saved and family members and, you know, and I'm looking forward to, you know, eventually, hopefully a couple more kids to get saved. And so, but we say a prayer tonight. And as I said, you know, you just pray for the service. Let's just pray that God's will be done. And, um, you know, like, like it said, you know, there's one that has authority who's willing to teach us if we let him. So you pray for us tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the day that you've given us, Lord, and we're so thankful to be able to stand for you, Lord, and if there's one out there that may be lost, Lord, or if there's one, Lord, that needs to just seek your will and be able to do the work, Lord, so they can be a light to their family or to their friends or coworkers, whatever it may be, Lord, allow them to get in and, Father, just be able to do your will, Lord, and that you can use them and that you can use each and every one of us. We pray tonight, Lord, that your will be done. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We turn over to the singers. Let's pray for them.
My sleep is gone, my heart is full of sorrow. I can't believe how much I've let you down. I dread the pain that waits for me tomorrow. When the sun reveals my broken dreams scattered on the ground.
burst open, we'll hear the trumpet sound. Then we shall be like Lazarus and rise up from the ground. I thought that it would happen to anyone but me. I never dreamed that I would carry this heavy burden on my knees. I never thought that I'd be just where I stand today I've never known this kind of heartbreak I've never felt this kind of pain But you're still God When my eyes have cried a million tears you're still God when my last hope has disappeared you're still God and I know you'll make a way somehow you're still God, and you're holding me right now. My heart can't find the answer or the reason for this trial. But Lord, I know your ways are perfect. And you've been watching all the while. For to me you've proven faithful. Time and time again. And I'm learning, Lord, to trust you. Even when I don't understand. But you're still God When my eyes have cried a million 
tears, you're still God. When my last hope has disappeared, you're still God. And I know you'll make a way somehow. You're still God, and you're holding me right now. We appreciate them songs they were singing, and... Um, just to reflect a little bit, he's still God. And um, no matter what happens in life, you know, he's still right there for us. And, you know, there's a lot of times that I failed him. But even through all the times where I failed him, he's still God. And no matter what's went wrong in my life, he's still God. And, you know, and I go back to the other song where they sang where it talked about Lazarus. And, you know, how he was dead and he called him out of that grave. You know, that's how I was. And in the Bible, it even says, you know, I was alive without the law, but the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And uh, that's how I was, you know. When the Lord came and showed me that I was lost, you know, that showed me in life where I died. But then he gave me that call where I can accept him. And just like Lazarus, I had to come forth, you know, and he made my life alive. And I'm thankful for that. And, um, you know, we had a... This week, uh, a phone call, and we see where the Lord allow us to get tonight. You pray, and I know our minds been boggled a little bit here and there, trying to decide what we needed to do, but um, we just try to follow the Lord and go off. If we don't read, we won't, but we might read later. But uh, we got a phone call this week, and I believe it was maybe Friday morning, and uh, was laying in bed there, and got up and looked at my phone, and I seen I had a couple missed calls, and my mom had called, and um, about 1.30 in the morning, and that's usually never a good sign. And usually when I get a phone call from her, you know, something's going on with her heart or always an issue of something like that. So I figured, you know, oh, man, what, what's Friday going to bring? Well, you know, I called her up, and it was probably 6.15, 6.20, and um, she had said that my brother had a house fire. And, uh, you know, you just pray for us. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about that a little bit. He's had it rough in life a little bit, you know, and we try to be a light to him. That's what our job's supposed to be, and I'm not always 100%, you know, and I know my mom, you know, she, to me, back when I was younger, she was one of the biggest Bible thumpers I knew towards me, and, you know, and I know they try to live right and try to shine a light, and, and that's what our job's supposed to be, and, um, but they'd had a house fire and said that they lost everything, and, but, uh I know Brandy put it on the Facebook, and we had a few people, even from our church, already give some, you know, donations of things and are calling and asking what's what. And, uh, you know, I know Cooper this morning, he read a little bit about the light, you know, how we're supposed to let our light shine. And, you know, I'm thankful for the people that we're around because, you know, they're shining a light. And, uh, you know, to even my brother... And I believe my brother's been saved before, but, you know, it's been a long time ago, and he's walked away. He's had some problems, you know. They've lost a daughter, and, uh, but I'm thankful that we can still be a light to him. And when things go wrong, uh, 
people are looking forward to them people that are a light in their life. You know, they look to call them. They look for help, you know. And, um, and I was thinking that, uh, you know, might piggyback off of our message a couple weeks ago where we talked about my testimony and, um, you know, how I got saved. And, and I'm thankful that the Lord gave me an opportunity and, you know, that, you know, that I accepted when he gave me an offer, I accepted it. And, you know, now my job is to go a little bit forth and try to live for him. And of course he gave me a job to try to preach and to try to do right for him and to try to be that light, you know, and, um, and that's what we want to do. And I was thinking, you know, that, you know, back when I was uh, younger, how I used to live and I didn't live for the Lord. And even though I was saved, I didn't live right. And I wasn't shining a light. But, you know, after me and Brandy had, you know, started dating and we, we went back and I know people's heard the story before, but I feel like we need to piggyback off of it a little bit. And uh, I'm going to jump kind of in the middle of it, but. Uh, maybe tell about how the Lord called me to preach a little bit. And uh, so you pray for us. And But I, I go back to where, you know, I told her when we really decided that we were going to be serious, uh, back when I told her, you go to your mom's and I'm going to go to my mom's and we're going to start out and do things right and try to do things godly. And that's what we need to be in life. Uh, if you want to be a light, you got to try to be godly in your life. And so I remember as we went back and we started off going to church and trying to do things right. And now we didn't go every week, you know, but we gave an effort. And that's what it takes in life is giving a little bit of effort to God. If you're willing to give effort to God, he's willing to bless you in your life. And, you know, so I go uh, on and I think we had Landon. And uh, I think Landon might have been about one years old and, uh, and you pray for us, we might get a little teary-eyed a little bit, but uh, I remember Brandy ended up getting pregnant again, and, uh, uh, and like I said, you know, we might get a little bit emotional, but she had got pregnant, and she started to have a little bit of issues, and in that meantime, I already knew that the Lord had called me to preach, and I remember the last time when I said, you know, even as a boy before I got saved, the Lord showed me that I was going to be a preacher, and uh, I remember back in the in the bathtub baptizing the soap bottles and stuff, and Mom came in and caught me, but, uh, you know, we ended up uh, having issues when she got pregnant, and you know what happened when she got pregnant and started having issues? First thing we ran to was the people of the church, you know. We were looking at the people who were a light in our life. And, you know, so we went after the people at the church. And, well, and I was, you know, we went to the people that was at the church. But I was still going this opposite way. And uh, and we ended up losing that baby. And I remember we talked about it a little bit. And, and I believe, you know, that that's because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. The Lord showed me I had a job to do. And, you know, I believe if you're not doing your job and if you're not doing things right, I believe there's consequences in life. And I'm not saying that it's going to happen like that to every single person, but that might have been a little bit of something that happened to us. But, you know, the Lord blessed us with two more after that, and I'm thankful for that. And now that's my job is to shine my light to them three. You know, I got a light to shine and. You know, so then uh, I remember back then, then I was logging at the time and uh, was still running away from doing the job that I was supposed to do. And I remember there's a few people that I talked to in the church, a couple of the younger preachers. And, uh, 
And we get we get there after a while, but I remember uh, we were working in a town called Dunkirk, and a lot of people might know, and some people might not know, but it's over on the outside of Ada, and I swear I think it only has but a gas station there, and uh, that's where we would go for our lunch during the during our lunch break, and uh, one day we was sitting there going for lunch, and as we was leaving, there was a big old sign, and it said free Bibles, and uh, I don't even know. I think maybe one of the guys or somebody said, well, let's pull over and let's get one. And so we pulled over and, uh, you know, we got out and got a Bible. And this is the Bible right here that I had got, you know, and I'm thankful. You would think that, you know, at that time that you might have got this little small Gideon Bible because a lot of times when people's passing out Bibles, they pass out them little orange Gideon Bibles, which is only the New Testament most of the time. And there is some Old Testament ones, but, uh, you know, and I remember going back and as we were sitting there, when we got back to the job site, the Lord said, because I remember I told him, I said, Lord, how can you expect me to be a preacher? And I don't even have a Bible, you know, and this was probably months before that, you know. And so we get back to the job site and I'm sitting there and the Lord said, here's your Bible, son. And, uh, and you pray for us. And I said, you know, and I remember there was a, there was like three other people in the truck with us. And I start crying and them, them some rough guys that I was working with, and they just kind of looked at me like I was crazy, and, you know, and I probably felt a little stupid back then. I, I, I know for a fact that I did, but he said, uh, here's your Bible, and they said, what is wrong with you? And I just kind of shrugged it off a little bit. I didn't know what to say, and I just said, I don't know. I just ain't feeling good right now, and really, I wasn't feeling good. I'll tell you what, when the Lord's working with you, sometimes it makes you not feel the greatest, and, uh, so that's how our life became when, uh, and I remember when I got up to come down here and announce my calling, and I believe I, Linda might even told the story before, and she said, now who is that young man? She didn't even know who I was, and you know, and, that, and that's not what it's about, but you know, we, if the Lord gives us a job, we have a job to do, and so you pray for us. I might just read this little section over here in Matthew where we were reading a little bit before for our opening up but uh you pray for us and in matthew 7 it says in verse 7 and 8 ask and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth to him that knocketh it shall be open and if you jump over to the 21st verse it says now, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto him as a wise man. And I want you to listen to this. I will liken unto him as a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. And then it goes back to where we opened up, and it said, And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, 
The people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. And so you think about that a little bit. It sits there and he talks about how, you know, about the man that built their house on a rock. And when that rain came and the floods and the winds beat upon that house, it fell not. For why? Because it was founded upon a rock, you know. So when we need this, you might say you might be lost and you're wondering, what are they talking about having that house built upon a rock? Well, I'm telling you what, the Lord is that rock and he gives you that foundation where your house needs to be set. And, you know, uh, as I went and I got saved, you know, that's where my foundation became. And that's when I was able to start building my house upon the rock. Now, if I'd have got saved and I'd have went this way, you know, and I'd have done all these other things. You know, the Bible talks about how you would have been like the foolish man that built it and it didn't do it right. He built it upon the sand and when it all came, it washed it away. Now, I could have got saved and I could have went and lived my life this way. And when things happen, you know, and things are going to happen in life. I don't care who you are. There's going to be issues. God don't promise when you get saved, everything is going to be 100 percent. But he does say, I will be with you. He said, I will never leave you nor ever forsake you. And, you know, so when that floods came, you know, if my rock is if my house is established upon the rock and getting saved, I need to start living like it from there. And, you know, I've heard a couple times in the last couple months about uh, people talking about our church and uh, talking about how people in the church act. Well, I want you to know if you was to follow me throughout the day, I'm not 100 percent every single time. You can't go off of each and every person that's living in that church. But us as a people, we have to try to do right because why people are looking at us because we are the picture of our church and we need to try to live our life right and try to do things. So, you know, like he talked this morning, we need to try to be that light and let's not hide it under that bushel, but let it shine out, you know, and and I think about how um, it talks about building it upon the rock. Well, you know, there's things I need to do after I get saved. And after I get saved, I need to start trying to live for Jesus, reading my Bible, doing things that are right. Because why? There's going to be storms that come. And the stronger I am, you know, that the stronger my house is going to be built, you know. And it's going to, things are going to tempt us. Things are going to try us. But with God's help, we're able to sit there and knock them things off. And you'd see about over with people in the hurricanes. What do they do when it starts coming? They start building and they start putting up boards and stuff to build against these strong winds and storms that are coming. Well, that's like reading my Bible. You know, if I'm reading my Bible and I know what's happening and I know what scripture to go to when the storms are coming or when somebody comes to me and says, hey, you know, what about this? What about that? You know, there's been a lot of times in my life when people would come to me and say something and then I just spout back. You know, I, I and sometimes I still might do that and I try not to. A lot of times I try to, you know, somebody even asked me a question I used to be so quick to try to give an answer and half the time it was the wrong answer that I would give them. And then I kind of learned a little bit. And like I said, sometimes I still do that. But a lot of times I try to think about God, you know, give me an answer to try to help them. Give me something to benefit them. You know, that's how we need to be. We need to be in the word. You know, we need to be trying to live right. And like I said, if you was to follow me, I'm not 100 percent. I try to do my best for God my life. I try to do my best. And am I going to fail? Well, you better believe it. Lita Witt's going to fail. You better believe Terry Brock's going to fail. It's going to happen. You know, 
But we need to try to be our best and we need to try to live our life. And like I said, the first thing is getting saved. And, you know, when I think about it in life, there's, there's only the two options. There's the two options. And everybody believes, you know, and if you ask most people, most people's going to tell you there's a heaven and there's a hell. Whether they believe whether it or not, you know, if you get earlier up in that scripture, it talks about straight is the way and narrows the gates and all and narrows the way. Sam got it all mixed up a little bit, but it talks about how, you know, if you read the Bible, it almost it sounds like there's going to be more people that go to hell than there's going to be that goes to heaven. You know, because why? When I go back to that old scripture back in the Bible where it talks about the two men went down to the temple to pray. The one sat there and tried to tell the Lord how good he was, all this that he's done, everything that he's done in life. The other man, he said, stayed way back and beat on his chest and said, Lord, forgive me for I'm a sinner. You know, that's where we need to be. And I know I preach about that a lot of times, but you know what? That's how we need to be in our life. You know, we can't be, you know, it was a sit there and it talked about the scribes and the Pharisees, how they just kind of blew smoke. But what did it say? It said, Jesus spoke with power. He had the authority, you know, and if we allow him to put that authority in our life, you know, we're going to live a lot better. And and it goes for me just as much as anybody else who's hearing this. If I allow Jesus in my life to use the authority to let me follow him, let him guide me through life, you know, to keep building on my house. And I even noticed like even, you know, we bought a house last year. It's been a little bit over a year ago. There's always work, ain't there? It never gets done, does it, Brandy? I know you don't like me calling your name, but I say it anyways. It, it never gets done. You know, there's always something to do. And about the time that you think you got it right, it's almost time to start over and start painting again or start doing this or start doing that. That's how our Christian life is. About the time that you almost think that you're getting up there, you better watch it because you're going to go right back down and things are going to happen. Them storms are going to hit. It's time to build again. You know, we got to keep building. And, you know, we need to do that in our Christian life. I really appreciate being here tonight. Uh, thankful for what the Lord's given us. And, you know, there's a lot of times where we've talked about our testimony and everything, and we only give certain parts of it. But, you know, a lot of times you can only give what the Lord allows you to give. And uh, I'd like to tell everybody what Jesus done for me. You know, I'm, I'm astounded for what he's done in my life. And, you know, I can remember all the way back living in Lima, not having nothing. And now I feel like a king. You know, I feel like what he's done in my life, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's done so much good in my life. Out of all the bad things that I've ever done, He's still right there. Just as you sang that song, you know, out of all the trouble, he's still God, you know, and he's still God in my life. And I'm thankful for what he's done. I'm thankful for the calling, the opportunity, everything that he's given me. And I tell you what, if you're out there and the Lord gives you an opportunity, don't bypass it. You know, it's easy. You know, I remember back back when I first started coming here, easy to walk out the doors, you know, but when you walk out, you still feel it. You know, the Lord's still reaching out, talking to you, still trying to get you to come. Even when I would go home, I'd still think, man, how I felt that day that I was sitting here and, you know, that I needed to try to do things right. But then, you know, I always talked about it, how there's like the two, the two people. You always hear the stories of the Jesus on the one shoulder and the devil on the other. That's what life is like, because as Jesus is trying to work in your life, 
The devil's always right there after you. That's why in Job, one of my favorite scriptures, when he talks about, you know, going down to the temple to pray, and he said the devil was right there. The devil's right there after us. But, you know, God is the one in control. And I appreciate that he controls my life. And if I try to do things right, he sits there and leads and guides me. Now I still fall off course. But all I got to do is look towards him. So we appreciate it. I don't know if you girls have another song. Let's pray for him. Take you, though the water. 
appreciate them songs and thankful for God, you know, and what he stands for in our lives and, you know, that he does it all for us. You know, everything that I have in life, that's who I give credit to, you know, and I'm thankful for what he's done. Anybody else have anything on their heart? If not... Appreciate that. You know, just think about it this week if you're able to, you know. You're you're shining a light to someone. And uh, you know, just just do your best. And I know there's a lot of times the Lord or the devil tries to tempt us, but we have the Lord right there for us. So if you're getting tempted, just look over to God. He's right there for you. If not, we ask everyone to stand. I just say that go praying and thank for the service tonight and pray for the one Wednesday. We appreciate it.